You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. So today I have sitting across from me at The Heidi Rue Show, um, Mimi J. And... Um, sh- I tell you what, she is just a vision of beauty sitting here in this chair, and that totally makes sense for what she does, because she's all about beauty. In fact, she's done makeup for Bravo, VH1, Aspire TV, Angela Simmons, Kenya Moore. She's also been published as an expert in Essence, E! News, Jezebel Magazine. Not only that, this girl, she's she's a girl boss, for sure. She's a brand ambassador for Colgate and Shea Moisture, just to name a couple couple of the the great brands that she works with. So I'm so excited to talk to her and um, and kind of find out kind of her path to success and then get some tips from her too that we can implement because girl, I need it. I every day I feel like I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh everyone's telling me to do the microblading and the lash extensions and I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay, so Mimi, you received a marketing degree from Clark University here in Atlanta or Clark Atlanta yes. University. Um, so what motivated you to go from marketing to makeup? Sure. Um, I would say everything that works great for me is always the left side of the brain. Mm-hmm. So even with, well, I'll, I'll kind of backtrack a little bit. I have always been artistic and at first, I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. And I came uh, to Atlanta for school, and they had a fashion program. And my mom was like, you know, sweetie, you, you need to be a little more practical and get, like, a business degree. And then you can still do that on the side. And right. I took her advice. Uh-huh. And um, so I gravitated towards marketing because I was like, I can still be creative. I can still come up with ideas. And in the long run, it worked out. Yeah, in the long run, it it worked out. Um, But I actually fell into makeup. Um, I was the creative friend that uh, could paint and draw. So my friends next was like, "Um, can you do my makeup? And I'm like, sure, because it's still art to me. Um, So that's how I really got started. I really honestly fell into makeup. And even when I got out of college, I was working in corporate America in IT, and I was traveling. <laughs> Girl, that's like way left side. <laughs> I know. Way left side. I know. I was traveling and taking, I'm 23, 24, I'm taking girlfriend trips to Miami and New York, and, and I was always a designated makeup artist, and you know, one trip <laughs> to New it. York, one of my friends was like, you're really good at this. Like, you should be a makeup artist, and the light bulb went off. I was like, oh, well, that's fun. I can do it on the side. And literally, it took off from there. I just started experimenting. And then I got really into it and started, you know, researching the top makeup artists and their path. And, you know, I'm dating myself right now, but Instagram wasn't around. So I really had to, you know, research, look at the magazine credits to find who did what. Um, So that's really how I got started. And and it came full circle because now I'm branding and marketing my businesses. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting that you say that because, um, well, first of all, my mom always said, oh, I wish you had been a pharmacist. (laughs) (laughs) Like, mom, look, (laughs) I took biology like three times and I did progressively worse (laughs) each time. So I don't really handle that kind of stuff. Um, But um, now I forgot what I was going to say. Um, this is all. This is real, y'all. This podcast today. Um, so it's interesting what you said about marketing in your business because I always tell people, even um, 
with acting and voiceover um, that you've got to come across that like you are a small business. So you are your accountant. You are your marketer. You know, you are um, administrative. You're everything. (laughs) You're everything. So how has the marketing degree and the things that you've learned in marketing, how do you feel like that that has affected your business? And and like even just some specific ways maybe that that's helped you grow. Absolutely. Great question. Um, I feel especially in an industry like mine, everyone's a makeup artist. You, mm-hmm. you're, everyone's a YouTuber. Everyone's an expert. Um, even in business, everyone is making it easy for or look easy for entrepreneurs to just make thousands of dollars. And it's really not that way. Um, I think that I started thinking more as a business woman, even starting my career. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can have a skill, but if nobody knows about that skill, um, or you don't represent yourself in a, uh, positive or, or professional manner, you're not, you're, it's going to stay stagnant. Right. So mm-hmm. I knew that I knew I had to have a website, Um, I knew I had to network and make relationships. Um, So I did just that. And my work was not great in the beginning. It was okay. And it had potential. Right. Potential. Um, But even with that, people took a chance on me because they said, hey, I like her personality. I like that she's on time. She's actually early. Um, I I like that she's consistent with her colors that she's using. I always had pink somewhere, you know. Um, So I think my own heart. Yeah, I think so. Those are some of the just the key principles of being consistent and and you know being a good person period you know um and making sure that you're always elevating throughout your career I would throw out the bad pictures as I got better pictures and kept progressing that way so I think just those basic principles of understanding branding and marketing um, really helped me propel over some of the other makeup artists in the city Hmm. The thing that you said about you, if you have a skill, but nobody knows it, your business will remain stagnant. And for me personally, that is huge because I think for a while, and and even now I struggle with it a little bit, but even on social media, I don't post a lot of stuff about like what I do, my voiceovers or on camera stuff, because I feel like I don't, you know, people may not care that I'm doing this industrial or that I did this little commercial or something like that. And and also I don't want to be like, come across as bragging, but I've realized that part of that is hindering people knowing what exactly that I do. So do you have any tips on how, especially with social media, how to share what your skills are in a way that maybe, I, I don't know, and maybe, and that, that could just be my own issue, mm-hmm. you know, as far as it, not wanting to seem yeah. braggadocious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what are your tips on that? Well, my key word for that is authenticity. And you do things uh, that are true to you, you know? If it's something that you're passionate about, it's okay to share it because you're sharing your passion. Mm -hmm. It's not in a bragging way like, I got this today and I got that. It's look at this wonderful opportunity Mm -hmm. that was presented before me. You know, it's the delivery of how you're posting things, and it's all about the aesthetics. I could post a picture of a puppy <laughs> and put some beautiful quote behind it and add this lighting filter 
and it gets all kind of likes, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's all in the presentation and the delivery. I think Mm -hmm. it's not about boasting and bragging, but at the same time, why are people on social media, right? Mm -hmm. They're either looking for entertainment. They want to laugh. They want to be inspired, um, those are pr- probably the the most the most popular reasons right. they're on there. It's an emotional connection. So I have that same problem. I don't want to seem like I'm bragging or yeah. anything like that. But at the same time, I found that when I posted things like that, some of the responses were, "Wow, this really inspired me. Hmm. Wow, I can see that I can do this too." And I saw that, and I'm like, "Hey." it's okay to post this kind of stuff, you know? So I would just say, you know, delivery of how you put it up there and the aesthetics of it are what's going to make the difference. Mm. That's so, that's huge. Uh, I'm learning a lot from you right now. (laughs) Um, So one of the things that you, I guess, recently opened is the Glamatory. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to hear about this. I live not very far from it. Yes, and you have to come in. I will totally come (laughs) in. So tell me what, for people that are listening, tell us what it is and how you came to that realization to open this. Yeah, so the Glamatory is your luxury beauty spot to come and get glammed, learn how to glam yourself, um, and even shop for some of some amazing products. Um, I tapped on some of the best makeup artists here in Atlanta, and I'm all about camaraderie, you know, and there's somebody in there for every person's style. Um, I wanted it to be a place that women can come and feel comfortable and glamorous at the same time. We have this beautiful glitter wall, very well lit. Everything is, you know, light and airy. So, yeah, it's just a a place for all things glam. And uh, I started it because I saw two sides of it from an artist's perspective. There's really no safe haven. You know, you have all these pop up um, suites. And for makeup artists, it doesn't really work that well because mm-hmm. makeup artists are special occasion, you know, mm-hmm. and paying a 500 to a thousand a month for us is kind of crazy because a lot of times we're on location, you know. So I wanted to have something for the artists as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the consumer, I felt like they're, you know, they're salons. But there wasn't really something just for makeup, you know, besides going to a counter. And that can be intimidating. Yes. You know, you like they're going to oversell me like this stuff that I don't right. want or they're not going to match me up right because yeah. I have a different complexion than the person. So I wanted to make sure that I got specialized people or very experienced artists and you can come into an intimate setting and feel comfortable. Hmm. Yeah. It also feels uh, more personal that way. Absolutely. Because if you go to a county, you're like, who is this person that's Absolutely. just working here? They, you know, they're not part of that brand, but it's it's you. Absolutely. And so that's so cool. And one of the things that you were just telling me about before we started the podcast is something really cool that you're starting at the Glamatory. Can you uh, share that yes, with everyone? Yes. So everyone is in love with the concept of sip and paint. Right. Um, so I was like, how can I translate that into being? Beauty. So I just started a series called Sip and Beat. And for anyone who doesn't know what beat means, it's not it's not abusive. <laughs> it's just a fun inside term. It's a right. trendy term for uh, immaculate makeup. Yeah. So um, we're having Sip and Beat starting this month. And basically, it's the same concept. You 
pick your look online and you come and you bring minimal makeup, like just your brushes. Um, and if you don't have makeup, you come an hour early and we can even match you up and help you. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, it's a fun class and you can still bring your wine. You can still bring your food and your girlfriends and just have a fun girls night out. And your face is the canvas. Now, okay, so I'm actually painting my own face, right? Yes. So maybe I should limit the number of glasses of wine what? I have before. <laughs> it's <laughs> all in fun. Just like when you go to sip and paint, right? Right. I mean, if you mess up your painting, I mean, it's just oh fun, gosh. you know? But you could come out with learning how to actually do your makeup. Right. Or like a three-year-old did it. Like <laughs> got into her mom's And you'll makeup. laugh and say, well, the wine was great. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Now, you have the biggest, everyone that is listening, uh, let me just paint a little picture, but Mimi has the biggest, most beautiful smile here. And <laughs> just, you. she kind of lights up the room. And she seems so positive and so full of joy. But I'm sure that the journey to get here hasn't been all smiles and pretty pink lip gloss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what are some of the challenges that you faced? Gosh, I could write a laundry list. But yeah. um, I, I'd say the most difficult thing for me um, was, it is, because I'm still working on it, is balance. Mm. Um, and one thing, um, one of my clients is uh, Kim Fields. Um, I asked her how she balances, and she gave me the best response I could ever think of is think of a, uh, a circus performer walking on a tightrope. Mm. As you take each step, you have to readjust. And that's exactly what balance is. People think there's this special formula that I'm going to have this perfect schedule and everything's going to happen on this timeline. And no, it's a balancing act. You're walking a tightrope. So once I got that concept together, I knew, okay, every month or every couple months, let me readjust my goals. You know, let me readjust my schedule to make things work for me to have more time for myself, me to have more time for my family, um, and then devote a certain amount of time to my, my baby, my business, you know? So I think that's the number one thing is learning how to readjust your time and, and balance and, and priorities. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I became such a workaholic because I'm so passionate about what I'm doing that I lost myself a lot of times and I love helping other people. And as other people started reaching out, you know, to me, like, can you help me do this? Or, or even the girls that work for me, you know, there are times where I should have been more of a boss than a friend or a mentor, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's that, it's that balance that you have to, to learn. So I think balance is probably the number one um, thing that I've, I've struggled with. Um, my second would be like, finance you know mm -hmm. most businesses fold because they don't properly budget and I I fell a victim because I'm I want all these great things I'm like oh I can just go get that now and wait a minute <laughs> how does that work within your plan and your budget you know so I think those two things um are are detrimental for having a successful business the picture of the tightrope is so huge it's great Oh my gosh, I never heard heard it put it like that, mm -hmm. but it's it's just so true. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you may have kind of already answered this in it, but on a positive kind of um, perspective, what do you feel or fill in this blank? The key to success is the key to success, of course, would be balance, mm -hmm. but I would add to that 
patience and perseverance. Mm. Um, I feel like in a very digital world, we we one com- and it, it's it's unconscious. I think that we can compare ourselves to other people on social media. You know, sometimes you have to take that break mm-hmm. and, and you have your own path. And once you realize that and, and stop comparing yourself to another person's timeline, things will go so much better for you. Um, so I think patience comes in with that. And like perseverance, really actually working hard for that. You know, mm-hmm. I think Instagram and, and YouTube and all that makes it look so easy. But at the same time, people are only posting their best versions of themselves and they're not most or often showing the grit and the grind Mm. it's hard to find that on social media sometimes you always see the best the best pictures the best lighting the best everything you know um so I think if you understand that everything that you see is not what it is and you have your own timeline and you have to still work for things. There's no microwave mm-hmm. success. Um, I think on a positive note, if you stay positive and keep those things in mind, you'll be successful. Yeah. Okay. So something else I've never heard before that I love. I'm totally using it. No <laughs> microwave success. Yeah. I love it. And, and, and this is no knock. I think I'm like on the cuff of a millennial. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I'm yeah. an ex-millennial. Yeah. I'm in between. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. So, but the younger part of the millennial, I think right. that a lot of them have that thought of microwave success. Sure. They're very zealous and I'm yeah. a go-getter and that's wonderful. But I think sometimes that perception of, hey, I can get it right now. Mm. Um, a lot of times it's not like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you do a lot of makeup for celebs. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something that you wish that most women would know about their beauty? Because, and, and I'm just guessing, I don't know if this happens, but I know that before, even when I've done, you know, commercials or been on set or whatever, people have done my makeup. If I have something that I know is a flaw or something like for some reason, I feel um, this pull to actually say it, especially to the makeup artist, because Mm -hmm. they can see everything and be like, sorry, I know my under eye circles are really bad today. (laughs) And I'm like, why do I do that? She has seen every type of face and Mm -hmm. everything. And and I've got to stop doing that Mm -hmm. just even for my own sake. Well, you know what? I don't think that that's necessarily bad. I would say maybe start with, I love my eyes Mm. and I want my eyes to pop. You know, just think of the stuff that you're you're naturally thinking about. I want to conceal this. Mm. I have dark circles. I don't want you to cover that. Um, and some of that is uh, trusting your artist. Mm. Um, because if you know this artist is going to do a good job, you, you don't have those worries. You right. don't have to say. Because maybe I find that some people have been burned and had a bad experience. Mm. And maybe that person didn't cover that flaw or, yeah. or they brought that flaw out more. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily bad to c- express your concerns. Yeah. Um, I think you should think on the other end though, like mm. what do you really love about yourself? Yeah. Hone in on that. Like I really love my cheekbones. I really love my lips. I, I would love for you to make that stand out. Mm. You know, um, everyone has something, even celebrities that they don't like about themselves. And I would just say that's normal. You know, but hone in on the stuff that you think is beautiful and unique about yourself. That's um, that's huge. And I 
you know, it's not even that I don't trust them. I think that I'm because I'm so like vulnerable, even without mm-hmm. my makeup and mm-hmm. in their chair, that I want to point out that I know that there are imperfections mm-hmm. about me mm-hmm. to somebody else mm-hmm. to make it less. You, do, does that make oh, sense? Oh, I get it. Yeah. And it's so weird. It's like, stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, this, it's conditioning your mind to think, like I said, it's okay. It, <laughs> if you're sitting down, especially if you're sitting down with a person for right. the first time, it's like, look. I really want you to cover this. Sure. You know, it's okay. Yeah. But I also want you to think, tell that person what you really love about yourself mm-hmm. and how you want that to come out. Because my job as a makeup artist is not to make you a different into a different person. My job is to enhance your own beauty mm-hmm. and let your own beauty shine through. So that's what I would like to focus on than a flaw. Mm. Okay, so everyone, this is your homework this week to look in the mirror every day yep. and say, okay, what is that? What is one thing that I can concentrate that I think is, Absolutely. oh my gosh, that is so Absolutely. beautiful. <laughs> and I bet you'll feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it is totally evident that you have a heart to help others. You even mentioned it before. And one of the ways that you're actually putting that into action is a site called Grind Pretty. Mm-hmm. It's a resource for other people, right? Tell us Absolutely. more about Grind Pretty. Yeah, so um, it, it started quite organically. Um, even when I was teaching makeup classes, like I said earlier, you can teach someone a skill, but if they don't understand the business behind it, they're going to fail. Um, and as I started doing that, other women outside of beauty started gravitating towards me and asking me business questions like, how did you open your store? How did you get this a celebrity client how did you get over 30,000 followers like that that started happening and I saw a need you know I feel like we're in this girl boss movement and I love it and I wanted to add to that um, I wanted Grind Pretty to be a resource for women to be inspired and be educated and even network um, with other women who are either um, doing what they want to do or just complimentary you know Um, I think that's key. I think a lot of people think about the person that's above them in their industry. Mm. But think about the people that are on the same level and even complimentary businesses. Mm. So, hey, you're a hairstylist. I only do makeup. So let's work together, you know. Um, So that's why I started Grind Pretty. Um, I wanted to also uh, put women who are doing amazing things in the limelight. Um, I feel like in this reality world, we we get a lot of the bad persona of women, cattiness on reality shows and fighting and all that stuff. Um, I wanted to put something out positive for women. Um, Yeah, so that's, that's what Grind Pretty is about. That's so cool. And can I just commend you for doing that and for Thank all you. that you do in your business and just, um, you know, you are beautiful on the outside, but Thank also you. on the inside and and so thank you so much for being here today and sharing your great wisdom oh, and you. experience. Now, if, if someone wants to find more about you and to follow along with you on social mm-hmm. media or on your website and Grind Pretty, can you share how they can do that? Yeah, sure. So my catch all for everything <laughs> is at Mimi, M-I-M-I-J online. Um, that's Instagram, YouTube, social media. Um, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. Um, but you can go to the Glamatory at T H E G L A M A T O R Y and Grind Pretty 
at uh, all social media. <laughs> cool. And I'm coming to Glamatory. I need, yes, you I need are. some we glam have to get in you my life. We have to sip and paint too. Yes, I, I need it. I need it, girl. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Heidi Rue. Also be kind because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 